Paging Dr. Randy. Paging Dr. Randy. I just got on call and they're paging me already. They want me to do work as soon as I get to work. Come on. Let's go. Yes, you. Come on. Well, I'm Dr. Randy. Nice to meet you. I'm a licensed family medicine physician. Since you're on call with me today, I want to make sure you learn as much as possible. Me and a few of my special friends are here to give you all the tips and info you need to live a balanced, healthy life. Are you ready to be on call with me? I hope so. So let's get it going. Our shift starts right now. Welcome back, healthy people, to On Call with Dr. Randy, your source of health information every Wednesday, sponsored by Heinz Entertainment Group. This week, I'm continuing my discussion on weight gain with internist and obesity medicine specialist, Dr. Alicia Shelley. Today, we will talk about treatment options for losing weight. This will include tips on dieting, exercise, medications, and changing your mindset on how to lose weight. This episode is so good that you may lose weight by just listening to it. That's that's not possible. Shut up, inner voice. Anything is possible. But some good gems are shared on this episode. So make sure you share it with others if you really enjoyed it. Thank you to those who have listened on a regular basis as well, like my colleague and former guest, Dr. Shin. If you want more information on how to treat pain with acupuncture, make sure you go and listen to the episode that I did a few months back with Dr. Shin discussing acupuncture and how it treats a multitude of different conditions. Now let's go back on call with internist and obesity medicine specialist, Dr. Alicia Shelley. So, Dr. Shelley, I'm busy. I'm working a lot. I have a full family or, oh, I'm a truck driver. I'm on the road a lot. What are some of the healthy ways that I can eat while I'm on the go? So a lot of times when you're busy, you don't have time to cook or meal prep. But if you do have time, when you meal prep and have your meals, you actually are able to kind of, you know what you're going to eat for the week. It's already there. You just grab and go, warm it up. However, if you don't have time to meal prep, you can get a meal service. There are people who will gladly cook for you and it costs less. I had one patient tell me today that it is more money for her. It's it's less money for her to go out to eat than it is for her to cook for her and her husband. Now, I would challenge that because I went out to eat and it was $25 for one person. And I didn't have <laughs> dessert. All I had was lunch and a beverage. <laughs> so, and this $25... <laughs> And you're doing that multiple times a day, or maybe multiple times a day, seven days a week. Oh my goodness, you can find, you can cook yourself some meals for that. And you can find somebody who can cook a meal for you that's less than, what is that, 25 times five? So we're talking a little like $125 um, if I were to eat out every night for dinner. So you can find somebody who will cook for you less than that. So, and cook you healthy meals. So, um, I kind of push back on it's better for you to eat out than it is for you to cook. Cause actually, you can cook pretty, um, uh, and on a budget. Um, and there's nothing wrong with coupons and <laughs> finding the sale. Um, if that's a, if that's a problem. But those are some ways that you can kind of implement some tricks to kind of help with still eating healthy. Meal service, meal prep. It doesn't. You can go to um, Blue Apron where you can cook. They give you all the ingredients. You just have to cook it yourself. 
Now, some of the other challenges that I have is that some of my uh, patients, they have you know, kids that don't want to eat what they want to eat or a husband that doesn't want to eat what they want to eat. And you know what? That's fine for them. You need to have a come to Jesus moment where you're like, honey, children, I'm eating for me so that I can be healthy so that I can still be there for you. So you're going to eat, you can eat whichever you want to eat, but I'm going to eat this. And what you'll be surprised, because some of my patients where this has happened, is that when the patient started to eat better, when they had their healthy snacks, their fruits, um, their yogurt, what they were surprised was that their kids started eating healthy. And one lady, she was a grandma and she was raising her grandkids and she was pissed because she was like, I'm on a fixed budget. Why are you guys eating my, my healthy snacks? I have your unhealthy snacks over there for you. But you'll be surprised what your kids are doing, what they're looking at, what they're watching you do. And by you making that decision, you may be actually impacting their lives. So keep going. Don't feel like, oh, I have one child who's super picky. He, may, he or she may be picky. But if you are doing this for you, if you're making yourself a priority and having your food, you may be surprised what they eventually pick up just by watching you. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I have a lot of patients that come in and say that, well, there are so many unhealthy snacks in the household because I have children. And it goes back to the mental mindset of how to restrain yourself and self-control. I also say you can't eat what you don't buy. So try to keep more healthy things. And if if you just have to buy those your kids those things, you might need to put like some sticky notes on it for yourself that when you go try to eat it, you look at it and say, didn't you just eat or put your name on there? Like you don't need this. Like you're not hungry. You're just eating to just be eating something that kind of stops you from going eat those unhealthy things. Yeah, and the one thing I'll say this is too, is that you're the person who's buying these snacks for your kids. You don't have to buy them for your kids. I mean, what are they going to do, revolt? Like, I mean, <laughs> like you, you're the one who's making money. You're the one who's buying it. I mean, you don't have to do it. But when we dig deep, we find that the real reason is not the fact that you're buying it for the kids. You're buying it for yourself, and you're using the kids as an excuse. And even if you tell your kids, hey, we're not going to buy the Little Debbies, we're not going to buy the Cheetos, but I do have some pretzels here and I do have some fruit, you may be surprised if your kids go and grab the fruit. And if they do want something bad or a candy bar, they can buy it when they go to the store. You don't have to bring it in the house. And if you mm-hmm. have a spouse that is just very adamant, that they're not changing their ways, they're going to eat what they want to eat, have them put the snacks in a place that only they know about. So that you don't have to see it. You're not tempted. You don't know where they are. I had one lady, her husband put the snacks down in the basement. So she really had to be, and she didn't know where it was in the basement. He knew, but it made it easier for her. So sometimes you have to have that crucial conversation with your spouse, especially when it's like, hey, I want to be healthy. Can you help me by just taking your snacks and putting it somewhere else that I don't know about? Mm -hmm. So, and it's important to enlist your family members in your dream and what you're trying to do for yourself. So my meals are good. I think I'm eating pretty well, but I just, I just can't leave the sodas alone. I just can't stop drinking Coke. I drink about four Cokes a day and then I might drink a little juice every now and then. And then I've had a long day. So 
I have this giant wine glass that I just kind of sip out of. It's, it's only one glass, but I mean, it's kind of big. How, how much do those empty calories play a factor into weight gain? They play a huge factor. So studies have shown where they looked at a group of people who were eating processed foods, drinking sodas, drinking all types of TV dinners, all these different things, foods that are very processed. And they noted that over that week, they started to gradually gain weight. And when they switched the diet to less processed foods, drinking more water, they naturally lost weight. When you have these empty calories, the wine, the sodas, the beverages, the juice, what we're finding is, is that it's just extra calories and you're gradually gaining weight. It's liquid. They don't necessarily fill you up at all. They just kind of, um, kind of hit a craving, that sugary craving. Or I don't know what they put in Coke because they don't actually list their uh, recipe. But at one point they had cocaine in it. I'm just saying back in the day. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's inherently supposed to be addictive so that you keep coming back to it. Mountain Dew, you keep coming back to it. And so by having these, um, these extra calories, it actually causes you to gain more weight. And it's liquid. It's not even filling you up. So a lot of times that I tell my patients, because sometimes it's hard to kind of cut back, but you can cut back gradually. If you're drinking four Cokes a day, then each week cut back by one. So first week, go down to three. So second week, go down to two. Last week, go down to one and then cut it out completely. Because the one thing, and I didn't mention this before, you have to ask yourself why you want to lose weight. Do you want to lose weight? Because you want to get into your clothes, you want to feel better, or do you want to lose weight so that you can live healthier? And if not drinking Coca-Cola today can allow you to live healthier so you can see your, your children grow up, get married, have grandchildren, then isn't it worth it? Is this one Coca-Cola or this one soda or this one decision that is hard for you to break, is it worth not having that time with your family? And that's the question you have to ask yourself. It's not easy. Losing weight, making these lifestyle changes is not easy. However, you just have to remind yourself the reason why you're doing it and then start to implement changes. So that's my advice on that. Okay. So everybody has their specific reason of why they want to lose weight long term, just being healthier, looking better, feeling better. Um, fitting into different clothes. So it's kind of like the treatment and why you want to lose weight is not necessarily cookie cutter. So to the person out there who's been doing all the right things, eating right, exercising, getting proper sleep, their mental health is good, but they still feel like they can't lose that weight. And they're coming to talk to you about medications Dr. Shelley, I, I'm doing all the things you told me to do. I just need that added push. Like ever since I had this baby or ever since that fellas just not reaching their goals, what they want to do specifically to help them lose weight, I just can't get this last 10 or 15 pounds off. I want to talk to you about medication. What kind of tips or what do you offer them medication wise? Yeah. So the one thing I'll say is that with lifestyle changes, you can lose between five to 10 percent average of your weight loss. When you add medication to the mix, now we're losing about 15 to 20 percent. 
There are new medications that are going to be coming out this year that studies have shown that people are losing about 20% of their body weight just by taking this medication. And so sometimes you need a little bit more. And I've had people who feel like, oh, they're, you know, they're um, cheating by taking medication. No, this is just another tool to kind of help you get to a healthier weight goal. And so I kind of explain to them, I make sure, usually with the medication, they want you a BMI of greater than 27 for you to get started on medications. Um, but we talk about what uh, whether it's indicated for them and whether and what are the side effects, how it will affect them. Because sometimes you do just need a pick-me-up to kind of get you going. So you see that you're losing weight and you're like, hey, I can do this. I can keep moving. I can help with motivating you to keep going. And... Some of us need extra assistance. Like I mentioned, with weight loss, the causes of obesity is not cookie cutter. And so sometimes some people, it's more than just just changing their lifestyle. And they need a little bit more so that they can lose a little bit more weight. Especially those who have a good 50 or 100 pounds that they need to lose. Definitely medications can help them get close to that. So what some are some of the medications that you prescribe on a regular basis to help people lose weight? I know one of them recently hot on the market is Ozempic. Yeah, so Ozempic actually is a FDA approved for diabetes. However, its sister drug, which is the same drug, um, but at higher doses with Govi has been FDA approved for weight loss. And so that is the newer medication. It's been out for about two years now. And studies have shown that people have been able to lose between 14, point, uh, 14 to 15% of their body weight. Now, the problem with Wagovi is the fact that not all insurances cover weight loss medications. So if you were to pay out of pocket, it can be quite expensive. So there's some other alternatives that people can use that have been tried and true. Fentramine has been, or Adipex has been out for decades, literally since the 1970s. And so it has been shown to, it's a stimulant, so it allows you not to feel as hungry. And when you eat, it helps you to feel full. And so it's another option. It's, since it's generic, the price of that is a little bit more affordable. Um, especially if you use the GoodRx coupon. And you can go onto that website or you can get another pharmacy coupon where they can tell you kind of what the price is in your local pharmacy. After that fentramine or Adipatch, we have Quisima, which is basically fentramine plus topiramate. It's a lower dose of the fentramine. So it kind of helps with, it still gives you that stimulant and that energy, but it allows you to curb your appetite where you're not as hungry. And when you eat, you feel full. So it helps with kind of also curbing, uh, curbing those cravings that you have as well. Next, we have Contrave, which actually works at the level of the brain to kind of suppress your appetite. Um, and so that doesn't give you energy, but it definitely allows you, it, it works well with your heart. It doesn't necessarily cause your blood pressure to increase. So it's definitely a great alternative. And it is two tablets twice daily and it allows you to feel, to not to feel as hungry. Um, next, you have the Plenity which is a medication that does not go into the bloodstream. You take it three capsules before lunch, three capsules before dinner, and it just kind of expands in the stomach so you're not as hungry and allows you to eat smaller portions. And then next we have our Sixenda, which is a daily injection. It's very similar to the Wagovi and the Ozebic. It's in the same class, but it's just once a day. And how the Wagovi and the Sixenda work is that it helps to decrease your gut so you're not emptying as much. So you feel less hungry throughout the day. When you eat, you feel full. And it allows you to be able to curb those carbohydrates or any cravings that you're having there. 
Um, and then next, we do have non-FDA-approved medications that we use for weight loss, like metformin, which is a mm -hmm. diabetes drug or and that we use for PCOS. It helps with curbing those carbohydrate cravings and kind of causing your body to be more sensitive to insulin so that you're able to lose weight. And then we have topiramate, which we use for migraines. Um, and that helps with kind of curbing your appetite as well. And then also changing your taste buds. So if you're struggling with Coca-Cola, topiramate will take that taste away from you. So there's a lot of different medications that are out there. I definitely would recommend seeing your doctor and your physician and talking with him or her so they can look at your medical history to figure out which medication would be best for you. And then also I would talk with your insurance to see, hey, are you covering any of these medications? And if they don't cover it, because usually with the employer has to have what we call an obesity rider, which covers weight loss medications, then you need to send a letter to your human resources and saying that they need to cover this. Because this is going to help you not only lose weight, but actually live a healthier life. So um, those would be just what we have out on the market. We're looking, I'm very excited because hopefully this year, we're going to have another new medication out on the market too, to help with weight loss that's even more, that's stronger than what go be. Okay. Uh, you have more information on this new medicine on the rise? Well, I don't know the name of it, but if you've probably heard of Manjaro that we use for uh, diabetes, that particular medication um, has been uh, submitted to the FDA because it, uh, well, for diabetics with Manjaro at the 15 milligram dose, studies have shown that they're losing about 20%. So they've done further studying looking at people who are not diabetic and they've submitted that to the FDA to see if we can get approved So for weight loss. So hopefully... Sometime this week, they'll, uh, sometime this year, they'll get approved, but it will be a different name. So they're going to change the name from Manjaro to something else. Um, and so we just have to look out for it. So it's exciting. It's exciting times. Okay. So we'll be on the lookout for that one. So with all these different medications, how long do you usually keep people on these meds? And how long does it usually take to start seeing a benefit of being on them? So you should start seeing a benefit rather quickly. Like you, especially with fentramine, with Govi, you'll feel the effects where you're not as hungry as much. You're finding that you, your portions are decreased. You don't have that urge that you want to eat. And so, you know, it just depends on how long you need to stay on it. It just depends on the person. Some people may just have want to lose 20 pounds. And so once they lost those 20 pounds, we get them off the medication. Other people, though, want need to lose longer need to lose a higher weight. So they need to be on it a little bit longer. Most With all these medications, they looked at the long-term studies and they found that people do well um, long-term. So if you need to be on it long-term, then that's that's okay. But it's really how long do you need, how long do you need? Because eventually during this time of losing weight, you're changing your healthy habits. And what we've noticed is that those people who continue their healthy habits after being on the medication, it allows them to maintain it. However, you always have to keep monitoring your weight. And so some, for some people, when they get off the medication, they start to gain that weight back, and that's when you would restart it. So um, it just depends. It's individualized to the person and kind of how they're able to maintain their weight after they get off the medication. But ultimately, the goal is not to be on these meds long term. Nope, nope. Not to be on it long term, but it just depends on how long, how much you have to lose. 
Right. And what what are some of the key side effects that individuals um, can have with some of these medications? So it does depend on the medication. With the fentramine, sometimes people can have a dry mouth. Sometimes, because it is a stimulant, they can feel palpitations. They can, um, you know, feel... Uh, if you have high blood pressure with fentramine, it can go up a little bit, so you have to monitor that. For the Wagovi and the Sixenda, people complain of some nausea, some bloating. Um, usually, I recommend people, if they experience that, to reduce their portion sizes. And sometimes they do experience some constipation. With the contrave, you can have headaches and some nausea with that. With plenity, because it is in the gut, you can have some little bit of diarrhea and bloating. With metformin, you can have some um, GI upset. And with topiramate, you sometimes can have some brain fog. So it just kind of depends on uh, which medication. And it depends on your body. Because not everybody experiences these side effects. All right, Dr. Shelley. I don't know what y'all be putting in all them drugs. I'm trying to do something natural. Are there any kind of herbs or supplements that I can take over the counter that can help me lose weight? Mm. So the funny thing is they haven't really studied a lot of, they haven't, with this, the herbs that they've studied, you don't really see a huge weight loss with them. So, but some of the anecdotal ones that some of my patients have tried that they've seen that they felt a change is sometimes using um, apple cider vinegar, where they're putting a couple drops in their water. It helps with kind of curbing their appetite. Um, For other people, I know they have the, I'm not going to say it right now. Um, Well, actually, I'll tell you that. It's the Dr. Oz pill. uh, Kombucha. I'm forgetting the name now. But studies have shown that doesn't help as much with weight loss. But there's some people who have seen a difference. Um, I would say as far as with the herbal medications, like especially the ones that you you see online or are over the counter or they have advertising, unfortunately, supplements aren't FDA approved. So it's not like they go through extensive studying. So you really want to speak with your doctor about whether this is right for you and your medical history. But uh, uh, we haven't seen as much, and they have definitely have not been um, as effective in losing weight as maybe uh, as the other FDA-approved medications. Shout out to apple cider and vinegar. I know a lot of people that take that for all kind of various ailments. They're doing it for weight loss. They're doing it for migraines. It's helping them with their eczema. <sighs> I wish I could develop something Diabetes, that treats everything. Yes, yes. Getting getting rid of their husbands, all kind of stuff. So you've given out some great information about weight loss, and I'm sure that you also give out this same great information on your podcast, Back on Track, Achieving Healthy Weight Loss. What made you start your podcast? I started my podcast because I wanted to have a way of just sharing the knowledge that I've gained and inspiring others to get back on track. Like I mentioned before, I'm one of these people I've gone yo-yo up and down with my diet. And the one thing that's really hard is getting started after you've gained the weight that you just lost. And so I wanted to find, I wanted to share my message with the world on how you can get back on track and know that you can do this. You can do it. You may feel like, oh, I'm sitting here. I'm not doing what I need to do. But know that you can get started. You just have to get started today. You just have to decide and then do it. So um, that's why I decided to um, start my podcast. 
Okay. What kind of guests have you had on or topics have you discussed? Oh, my gosh. We've talked about topics from how to get started with your weight loss. We've talked about burnout. We've talked about, um, I've had people that talked about food addiction. We talk about the gamut. How do you set up an exercise program? Like, we talk about a lot. Um, I've been doing this for about a year and a half now. And so it's funny just how many topics you go through. And so definitely starting in the month of January and February, we'll be going back to the basics. So talking about what are the key things you need to be doing in your lifestyle to help with losing weight. And so um, that's that's our goal here. The one thing I do offer is I do offer a free course for people um, if they would like to kind of kickstart their weight loss as well. And what they kind can of course? Thrive for Life. A it's free a course? online course. Free online course. Mm-hmm. Where it's just about five videos to kind of help you kickstart your lifestyle, um, your lifestyle change, and get started because that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part. Okay, so where can so people can find go your course? Life kickstart. Sorry, I want to make sure I said that. Mm-hmm. Okay, throw it out again so people can hear you. Okay, Thrive for Life Challenge com backslash kickstart to kind of get started on that free course. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll make sure to put that in the show description so y'all can click and find her course. Where can they find your podcast at? They can find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So it's on Spotify, Apple TV, everywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. So y'all go listen to her podcast. Click subscribe, rate, give her five star rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps a lot. So I thank you for being on the podcast sharing some great information. As always, I like to end my podcast with Randy's random questions. Are you ready, Dr. Shelley? I'm ready. Go for it. Go for it. (laughs) All right. So question number one, what does diversity in medicine look like to you? Mm. Diversity in medicine looks like to me where we have people of all nationalities, all ethnicities, all religions, and even all genders. So having that diversity, and we're all able to work together and coalesce. Even though we have differences, there's probably a lot more that we have alike than what we have different. So just being able to embrace each other. Okay. I see diversity in medicine. Good. So that was like really hard, right? (laughs) (laughs) So here's the harder question. Easy question. So this is the the harder slash easier question. So in your travels to become a physician, you lived in multiple different areas. You've been in Alabama. You've been in California. And if I'm not mistaken, you've been in Ohio, correct? Yes. Yes. Out of all those different areas, where's the most fun that you had? The fun I've had? Yeah, and all those different areas. Where did you have the most fun? California, Alabama, and Ohio, out of all those areas that you've lived during your training to become Dr. Shelley, where did you have the most fun and why? I would say I had the most fun in Ohio. The reason being is not the fact that Ohio's like, well, I mean, for those who live in Ohio, it's good. You know, we had, I, I <laughs> trained in Cleveland. So we had LeBron. I was there with LeBron James. We had the um, uh, with the House of Blues. 
So, but what made it fun for me was the people, the people that were there. So in med school, we had our, I had our core gang of people where we would stay together and we would play together. And so we would go to all the different concerts when we could. We went to a Browns game. And so I think I had my most fun. When I was in residency, even though I lived in San Francisco, it's quite expensive. So I can't do much in San Francisco Um, because you're like, how can I pay for my rent? But and then on top of that, you were just busy, busy, busy. But definitely, I would say uh, Ohio was where I kind of spread my wings and just had a good time. Good time. Great time. Great. I look back at the pictures. I'm like, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) And last question. Why do you love being an AKA? Oh, well, hello. Yes. All right. <laughs> the first and the <laughs> finest AKA sorority, Alpha, Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated sorority is the best. And I know there's some haters out there, but that's okay. And the reason why I love being an AKA is just the sisterhood. Um, I came from Legacy. My grandmother was an AKA and to see the service um that she did as um, a part of the AKAs, that's exactly what why I decided to join and I'm so glad I did. So I love I love my sorority. Thank you so much for bringing mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Y'all gotta go watch this on YouTube. As soon as I asked that question, her whole demeanor changed. She got up, she almost started throwing up her pinky and all kind of stuff. She had to reserve herself just a little bit. <laughs> I- I know. I'm like, I don't have pink or green on right now, man. I'm not represented. Thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll put on our apparel when I have you on next time. I'll wear some Kappa stuff. You wear your AK. Yes. So maybe we go somewhat viral by having our stuff on. Exactly. Exactly. Although I think you have your red scrub. So you're already represented. I'm, I'm, I'm not together today. I'm not together. (laughs) It's okay. We'll do it next time. But thank you for being on the podcast, sharing some great information. Um, If you have some social media information you want to throw out, you can throw that out now so people can go and follow you. Yes. Follow me on Instagram at Dr. Shelly MD, D-R-S-H-E-L-L-Y-M-D. I have great information there and I'd love to DM me any questions you have. All right. Thanks for being on. I really love the way that Dr. Shelley broke down the different ways that you can lose weight. There are a multitude of different ways that you can act in order to lose weight. Just like the way people gain weight, there are many ways that you can lose it. My goal in the near future is to have a weight loss surgeon on to discuss weight loss surgery via surgical aspect. So you all pray that I can make that happen. I'm going to do some research and send some emails and some messages. So I want to have someone to talk about gastric bypass surgery, lap band surgery, and all types of different surgeries that help people lose weight. So look for that in the near future. You all go sign up for Dr. Shelley's free weight loss course. And once again, that information is in the show notes for this episode. So just click on the link and you'll find information on the weight loss course. Follow me on social media at underscore Dr. Randy. Also, if you want to see this episode 
on YouTube, just go to YouTube. Type On Call with Dr. Randy and you'll find my YouTube page and make sure you hit subscribe on there. I'm trying to get some more subscribers and I appreciate those who have subscribed already. I'll be back next week with another episode of On Call with Dr. Randy. Who's excited? I'm excited. Okay, let me get off of here. But thank you all for listening. And once again, as always, stay healthy physically and mentally.